PP Planey is brought to you by the Turo Hosts Mentorship Group. Do you want to get started as a Turo host, but don't know where to start? Are you dedicated to building a prosperous car share business? Visit www.bpblaney.com forward slash mentorship and join the carpool on the road to becoming a successful Turo host. Welcome to BP Blaney, where you will discover all things Turo, car share, and car rental. Whether you're a guest or host on Turo, BP Blaney takes you on an exciting drive through the ins and outs of the car sharing marketplace. Be sure to visit our website at www.bpblaney.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, get in the driver's seat and buckle up. Let's go. Hi, I'm Laney. I'm a Turo Power Host in the Charlotte area with a fleet of 21 cars. In this video, I'm going to show you how to create a listing that stands out and makes people want to book your car. Now, I'll only be going over the listing description itself in this video, so make sure you subscribe because in the next video, I'm going to be going over settings. A lot of people will tell you you need to get professional photos taken of your car. And while this isn't a terrible idea, I just don't think it's a necessary expense when you're first starting out and if you're not renting luxury cars, which you shouldn't be anyway if you're a new host. I don't have professional pics, I take all the pics myself, and while they're not the greatest, they're actually not bad and I don't have a problem staying booked. Just be sure to keep these things in mind when you take your own photos. One, take the car somewhere with a nice background. I literally take mine two streets down the corner and take my photos in front of some nice greenery. That alone is going to make your listing stand out because a lot of Turo hosts just take the photo in their driveway or in the grocery store parking lot. Just don't take the photos on grass or sand because it's against Turo Terms of Service to do any off-roading and if they see a photo taken on grass or sand, they're going to pull it and tell you to take new photos. Now, I am not a professional photographer, but I do know that your lighting is going to be best just before sundown. If the sun is too high, your pictures are not going to come out the greatest. And if you go through my listings, you can tell the ones that I took when the sun was too high. It really does make a difference. The third thing to keep in mind is to stand back further than you think. You'll notice when you upload the pics into Turo that it actually zooms in and blows it up, and it might actually cut off parts of the car that you don't want cut off. Take more photos than you think because it's easier to delete photos than to have to go back out and position the car the same way and take more photos. And make sure you're taking pictures of anything cool about the car or any features it may have that other cars won't have. Some people do not read listing descriptions, they only look at photos, so you want to make sure that your photos tell the whole story. And even if they do read the listing, they're probably going to skim the photos first, so you want to make sure that those photos show everything the car has. So you can see here I made sure to take a photo of the sunroof or moonroof if my car has it. If the car is all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, I'll snap a picture of that so people know. This backup camera is cool, so I made sure I took a photo of that. Take a picture of all the outlets. Take a photo of the cargo area. This is important for travelers. If your car has a third row, snap pictures with the seats up and down. And here on the F-150, I made sure to take a photo of where it says Raptor and of these cool lights on the bends. You get the idea. Okay, so now that we've got our full set of photos, we're going to move on to the description. Your first few sentences are the most important, and that's because when somebody clicks on the listing, they're only going to see the first like four or five lines of that listing. So we want to make sure that those first few lines say the most important things about the car. They're going to have to click view all to see the rest, and we want them to click view all. So your first few sentences or two should be the best things about the car and why they should rent it. 
You can see here with my GLB, in just these four lines, I told them it's loaded, it's formatic, it has a panoramic sunroof, and I pointed out the 64 color ambient lighting. And don't worry if your car isn't loaded, there are plenty of ways to describe a basic car that will make people want to rent it. My Jeep Renegade is very basic, but I say it has lots of headroom and is surprisingly spacious. I point out that my Ford EcoSport is a gas saver. You can describe a basic car using words like peppy, adventurous, sporty, economical. And if you feel like you're not able to come up with some good words to describe the car, then just go look at some reviews and see what other people are saying about it. And you're not going to copy the reviews word for word. You're just going to use it as a springboard to get some ideas flowing in your head of words that you can use and reasons why the people like the car and why they should rent it. After we have this first very small intro paragraph pointing out the best things about the car, I like to move on to a bulleted list outlining features about the car. The reason I use a bulleted list is because it's much easier on the eyes than a big block of text listing out features between commas. People are actually much more likely to read a bulleted list than a big block of text. Guys, you have to remember to keep it simple. People's attention spans are really short these days, and if you give them too much to read, they're just gonna skim it or they might not even read it at all. I'm actually a skimmer myself. I don't read big blocks of text at all, but I'm more likely to read a bulleted list. So keep it short, keep it simple, keep it sexy. Next, do not post a no-no list. What's a no-no list? It's a long list of things that the host has listed out that the renter cannot do with their car. And most of the time when I see these no-no lists, it's a bunch of things that are unenforceable and that the host can't charge for anyway. I've seen hosts say things like no eating in the car or water only. You can't enforce that and you can't charge for that. Sometimes when hosts ask me to take a look at their listing because they're not getting booked, I'll take a look at the listing and I see that they have a no-no list and I suggest that they take it down and usually they're booked within 48 hours of taking it down. It's crazy because sometimes hosts will make up their own fees and I'm not sure if they just don't know that they can't make up their own fees or if they're just putting it there to scare renters into not doing the things that they don't want them to do. But the thing is, none of these fees are enforceable. You can only charge the fees that are outlined in Turo's TOS. In fact, if Turo sees something on a host listing that they cannot charge for or a, an enforceable fee, or if they're trying to charge a $500 smoking fee instead of 250, then they'll just take it down and they'll tell the host that they've got to fix it before they can list it again. And even for things that you can charge for, something like no smoking, I don't even put that in my listing because that's a given. All Turo cars are non-smoking. It says it right there when they book the car. I don't need to reinforce it on my listing. Now, once my car is already booked in my check-in message, I will just reiterate what the fine is for smoking and that the car is not in smoking, but that's nothing I do on my listing. And I want you to think of it this way too. If you rent a car or a house or an apartment or anything really, and you see a big long list of things that you cannot do or you're gonna get charged for, it's really off-putting. I personally would be scared to rent that car because I'm gonna be thinking to myself, this host is gonna look for something to charge me for. Now that you've done your first few sentences outlining the best things about the car, you've done your bulleted list, the next thing you wanna put in your listing is any extras that you have to offer. For example, I offer car seats. This is where you'd put something like if you offer beach gear or you always have a charger in the car, anything extra that you offer that other hosts may not have. I also put that I have a toll transponder and I let people know not to bring their own and why they shouldn't bring their own. I also put the transponder number in the listing because in order to get reimbursed for tolls, if you have a transponder, the host either has to put the number in the listing description or in the messages when a guest books the car. And I find it easier to just put it in the listing so I can set it and forget it. Next, if you do airport deliveries, put anything special in there. We deliver to a small regional airport nearby and it's not available to list as a delivery location. So I tell people how to book for delivery to that airport by entering in the address. 
And this is where you also want to disclose any parking fees that the guest may be responsible for. You can have the guests pay to exit the lot, but it must be disclosed in the listing that they have to pay and what they have to pay. Otherwise, if you don't disclose it, they can contact Turo, upload the receipt, and they will credit the guest what they paid and take it out of the host earnings. And just as a note, even though you can require the guest to pay to exit the lot as long as it's disclosed in the listing, you cannot ask them to reimburse for your exit. You must pay for your exit. So after I do my photo and description, I'm going to list the car, but I'm not done yet. As soon as it gets listed, I'm going to go in and snooze the car because once you hit publish, it's automatically live and listed at the price that Turo sets for you. So the first thing I do is go in and snooze it so I can finish my listing. Once you've snoozed the car, you're going to want to click on details, then go to basic car details and make sure everything is all filled out. This is especially important if you have a car that seats more than five because I did make a rookie mistake when I first started and my Expedition Max didn't have the number of seats filled out. So if anyone was searching for a car that sat seven or more, I was getting filtered out. So make sure you fill this out. Then scroll down and select any features that the car has. And if you scroll down some more, you can hit additional features and list anything else that's cool right there. And down at the bottom, you can select the color of the car too. So that's it. That's how you create a great listing. Hope that helps. Thank you for tuning in to BB Blaney, where we take you on an exciting drive and chat about all things Turo, car share, and car rentals. Remember to visit our website at www.bbblaney.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on BB Blaney.